0: So I've been covering the solar industry for a while now, for over 12 years, and I've seen a number of distinctly positive trends for women. There are more women executives, there are more women speaking at events, companies are looking beyond old-boy networks and finding new ways to hire new voices, and almost no one is hiring booth babes anymore. Solar attracts people who are mission-driven, and because of that, it tends to be much more inclusive and diverse than other energy sectors, or in tech generally. But gender imbalances still exist— particularly on the business side of projects. And that can manifest itself in all kinds of ways. Of course, hostility and uncomfortable situations, those arise way more often for women in any kind of business setting. But the most common reaction in solar is just surprise. Like, a lot of men are surprised to hear women talking about numbers and project returns. Take Karen Lichten. She's worked on a bunch of complicated solar and real estate deals on Wall Street. And she gets that surprised reaction all the time.
1: You know, usually when I go to New York, meet with, you know, firms Goldman, BlackRock, whatever, the first thing they would say when I walked in the room was, you're not what I expected. And I'm like, well, gosh, what what were you expecting? Obviously, a woman in like a pantsuit, which I'd always be in like some, you know, dress or something that does not look like someone in a woman in, you know, a f- role that I was in would be in. And... Petite 5'4 blonde haired, blue eyed southerner <laughs> who has a brain.
0: <laughs> I'm Stephen Lacey, and this week, an original podcast from Wonder Capital. We're going to talk with three women who have done hundreds of millions of dollars in solar deals and hear from them about how gender dynamics play out in the industry and why more diverse teams are just good for business. So, back to Karen Lichten. Karen built her career in commercial real estate, and it made her tough.
1: I had to work my way up, because in commercial real estate, it's very, I mean, very male-dominated. And, you know, I had to earn my way up in the company.
0: In 2011, Karen looked at the solar market and thought, I could make a project work. Real estate and solar aren't that different. So she partnered with Goldman Sachs to finance a three-megawatt project in New Jersey. So financially... Uh, you know, it penciled out very well with good returns. Karen has pretty thick skin. Working in male-dominated commercial real estate prepared her for working with Wall Street. But it still didn't prepare her for all the paperwork for that solar deal. Well, doing the
1: original deal I did with Goldman, I feel the closing documents are like several inches thick. So I feel like I got an MBA and a a law degree. (laughs) Doing that deal so.
0: So looking back, what do you like better, real estate or solar? Solar. <laughs> so earlier this year, Karen's company, Clean Light Power and Energy, bought Goldman Sachs out of the project. That was a whole new layer of complexity. She knew she didn't want to work with another Wall Street bank, so Karen called up Becca Gallery, the manager of business development at Wonder. Becca basically finds projects that need money.
2: She made the statement of, I don't wanna go with a typical bank. Um, they don't understand this world. They don't understand this market that I understand very intimately. And so I'm hoping that you guys are gonna be able to work with me to understand the nuances of this project and lend to it accordingly. Um, which to me was kind of a flag of yeah, this could be a great fit for us and and especially for Katie who's who's willing to dive into these projects <laughs> head first and kind of understand the hairier ones.
0: That Katie being Katie Lynch, who's the lead director of finance over at Wonder.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, when Becca first brought brought the deal to me, she was like, "Katie, I'm so excited! You have to take this deal. It's going to be an all the first all women Wonder deal." Um, so she had kind of you know gotten on the phone with Karen and. And was like, okay, I think this is I think this is going to happen. I think you can do this.
0: It was exciting because, you know, solar is more diverse than other energy industries. But it's still rare to get three women on the business side of these projects. Becca and Katie, they were no strangers to working their way up in companies surrounded by men. Becca has worked for and founded a couple startups herself. But she got burned out by the Brotopia in Silicon Valley. Solar just spoke to her. Katie was the third employee at Wonder, where she quickly proved she could get lots of deals done.
2: You know, one of my earliest memories of Katie, I met her for coffee at about four in the afternoon, and I just remember her slamming down a latte in <laughs> about a 20-minute period because she had to get back to the office immediately and start underwriting a bunch of deals and uh, just being very impressed.
0: So when they got that call from Karen, they all clicked immediately. It just sort of was a perfect match. Yeah. So I'm picking up on something. It sounds like you kind of bonded over this deal. I mean, it was complex and you were all driven to get it done, but it's kind of rare to get three women working on a project like this. It sounds like you became friends over it too.
1: It was. It was because I think the difference I felt with working with Katie and Becca and Wonder is how can we help each other to get this done as opposed to how can I get a better deal and you get a and you pay for it or in the typical, you know, Wall Street mentality that I had been used to, whether it was, you know, in real estate or a different form of energy or just my general dealings with people in that arena. It was just a, it was a, always usually like a positive conversation, kind of like we just can't do this. It was more like, OK, how do we get this done?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we, our goal is to get commercial solar projects built. Um, And so to that extent, we are looking to form these longer term relationships with our partners. The goal is not to get one deal and negotiate you down. And yeah, to Karen's point of, you know, every side is trying to get the best possible on this one particular deal. We want to finance a lot of deals with the same partners. Um, That's really the only way you can be effective in this space is by increasing transactional volume, de- you know, increasing efficiencies and decreasing kind of those hiccups that come either from contracting or negotiation or, or things where, you know, typically financing, it adds a lot of time and a lot of effort on both parties' sides. So yeah, I think that's, that's generally the goal for us as well is form great relationship with our partners and continue to build projects with them well into the future.
1: That's not the norm in my opinion in the business world today.
0: So you're all three working at the intersection of three very male-dominated industries, energy, finance, and software. What kind of unique challenges do you face in that kind of work?
1: I feel like I can sometimes have an edge. Like men, I feel like have this like one personality. It's like kill or be killed kind of scenario. But you know, I feel like when I wanna get something done, I can sometimes read the other person's personality and know whether I need to play up to their ego as opposed to fighting it. Bringing my personality into business, I think, has really helped with working in a male-dominated industry because, you know, uh, a lot of the, I trade the Rex, I hedge power. And when I'm dealing with some of these men, you know, they're kind of like, oh, it's, Karen, we love hearing from Karen on a Friday because I kind of, you know, make jokes and keep things light, but, you know, they laugh that, you know, when I need to be serious, it's like, whoa, she flipped the switch. I'm like, I can flip that switch real quick, <laughs> but I can also flip it back.
3: <laughs> Another thing that is, that is kind of interesting in this space, and Becca probably has more um, experience with it these days than I do, but, you know, the networking component it's not that the solar world is like not open or friendly to to women. It's just that when you have a dynamic where you know the vast majority of of people in that space are are like not your demographic, then it makes it 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 makes it more difficult to kind of have a a chummy like networky relationship. You know, like how do I suggest that we you know go out and get beers, like you're going to kind of default to a coffee instead of going to get beers because, because they're, you know, it's like a less comfortable dynamic than if I were, you know, a man exactly the same age as, as them, you know? um. Yeah.
2: It's, it definitely was a, a nice surprise to hear, you know, to see a woman's name on the inbound and then get on the phone. You know, one of my kind of running jokes is when I'm trying to set up at meetings at some of these conferences, SPI, Infocast, that sort of thing, you know, you're always trying to coordinate where, where are you going to be? What are you wearing? And for me, it's just easy still to be, to be able to say, you know, well, I'm a woman, so you'll see me. Um, yeah, exactly. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I remember I went to Infocast a couple months ago and, uh, definitely my first reaction, it was the first time where I walked into the room and it really, I mean, there were 300 men in identical blue suits and I just was hit with this overwhelming feeling of, Oh, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. You know, I, I very much am different from this demographic, and I don't know if they are going to take me seriously. Um, and I had that moment of a couple minutes, and you know, you start talking to people in line, um, and networking, and then you have your first meeting, and then everything's fine, and and you and I got over it, um, and I, you know, confidence was back. It was a great conference, um, but definitely that initial wave of oh wow, I look really different from everyone else, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and I'm six feet tall, so there's nowhere to hide. So. <laughs> well, no, but also, I—I I mean, I totally agree with that because I walked into um, a conference in New York that was basically had a lot of investment bankers. It was um, primarily about financing energy things like that, um, and I walked into kind of a—I don't want to say cocktail hour, but more of like a networking event and. It was like the same situation, all men. And someone kind of made a joke like, oh, the Avon conference is down the hall, like being funny. And I was like, oh, well, that's funny because I wear Chanel, not Avon. But thank you for that. And I'm here for this. And I think they just sort of were like, the fact that I just like, you know, dished it right back, you know, really kind of set the tone like, okay, this, this chick can hang, which I can. I mean... I that's one thing I think I reason why I survive in this male dominated world is because I can dish it out and I don't have an ego. I just at the end of the day, I want to just get the deal done and move on so I can get the next one going.
2: Yeah. And then to be able to do that on such a large scale, you know, to take a look back and take a moment to reflect, you know, when I look at some of our team's numbers and kind of what we're putting up every month and even, you know, my individual contributions to that, to be bringing in 50 to $60 million worth of commercial solar projects a month. I mean, that's pretty badass. Like, yes. that, that, it is. you know, one of the running jokes that we have about Katie Lynch here is, uh, you know, Katie has three brothers and she grew up <laughs> as the oldest girl in the family. And so thank God she was the first woman at Wonder who has really paved the way for the rest of us because she was able to come in and hang with all the boys, um, you know, but then make it make friendly, and you know we have a very thoughtful team in general anyway. Um, But yeah, it's definitely helpful to have someone who's comfortable with that starting out the role and kind of paving the way for the rest of us.
0: So there are a few important reasons we're having this conversation. Number one, y'all are just closing deals left and right. So cheers to that. Number two, it's part of the national zeitgeist. I mean, we're all having this conversation right now. And We want to make sure everyone feels like they're working in a supportive work environment that judges people on merit. The third is also really important because numerous analyses have shown that more diverse companies, particularly those with women in executive roles, just perform better financially. So there's a very clear business case. How does that translate over at Wonder?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it... I think it has translated significantly in my experience, um, and not to say that it was, you know, a negative or hostile in any way environment when I was the only woman, but just having more diversity of, you know, experiences and, you know, ideas is so valuable on kind of a daily basis from a cultural perspective. I think I think it makes people feel like they're not working at a frat house like they are. You know, this is a representative kind of set of of the people in their community around them. And I feel confident in saying that, you know, my male colleagues that I've been working with for the last three years feel the same. Like they love bringing on, um, you know, new women and kind of moving towards a more gender diverse, you know, workplace uh, because it keeps their daily interactions more dynamic and interesting as well.
2: Yeah. I think I feel really lucky to be working on the solar side of the business. I've found, you know, for someone who's new to the industry and has just come in really in the last year and a half, I found pretty much everyone to be very welcoming and very willing to explain things. And, um, I've been pleasantly surprised coming from Silicon Valley. I think one of the things that we found that's kind of interesting at wonder is we really do, um, you know, there should be more women in this industry. And so how do we, how do we do that? How do we open those doors for them? So one small example of something that we've played around with is even just posting job descriptions. What's been interesting is to watch, you know, so we'll post, we have a, we have a number of job openings available right now. You know, they say different things, but they're for the same role. So for example, we have, you know, financing director listed on the website. We will get, a 23-year-old male, you know, one year out of college, saying, "Yes, I'm I'm totally capable of being a financing director. I can do excel modeling. I worked as an intern, you know, for a summer. Make me a director." And then you have these women who've been in these roles doing, you know, very high-level financing transactions, and they'll come in and say, "You know, it looked like you had kind of an intern position open. I'm not sure if I'm qualified for that." And so just even changing the messaging on our site to say account manager versus, um, you know, originations, manager, or principal, it's been interesting to see the different responses that women have had to that. I think that's just one of the small ways that we try and be more thoughtful or just encourage more women to apply. But it's been interesting to watch.
0: Oh, interesting. Is that working? Does that like attract more women than if you just had one single job description?
3: Yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, I think... So we've been kind of running an A-B test on one a specific job where we have it listed as project manager and we have the same job listed as mm-hmm. financing principal. And mm-hmm. financing principal is is majority of the applicants are are men and the project manager has a much higher percentage of, uh, of female applicants. And I think both of the female hires that we've made into that role uh had originally applied to the project manager role um and it's you know it is the same job we're just it was kind of a came out of a brainstorm we had had internally around you know what are some hiring practice things that we that we can do to highlight the fact that we are not necessarily looking for like you know ex-wall street bankers or like people necessarily coming from a solar development shop like anybody with a with an interesting kind of account management background kind of fits this bill. And we've done a good job of uh, kind of isolating for, for some of those things and making sure that we're really just hiring for, you know, competence and intellectual horsepower and like ability to do the role rather than can
0: you kind of shake the right hands. Well, Katie, Becca, and Karen, thanks for the conversation. This was a lot of fun.
2: Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Again, this episode was brought to you by Wonder Capital. Every day, Wonder is supporting projects like Karen's. In March, Wonder raised a Series B... It has doubled in size since then and 50% of hires have been women. Wonder is blowing up. It has quickly become a leading financier of commercial solar. This year it'll see financing requests worth 2 billion dollars from developers. So if you want to get your solar deal done quickly and simply and work with some of the most talented people in the business, go to wondercapital.com/gtm. Remember that's Wonder with a U, wondercapital.com/gtm.